Okay, welcome back everybody, and if you're new here, hello, <laughs> my name is Benjamin Shelby, and I am here to talk about the thing that I love the most, and that is the Word of God. And as you can see, for those of you that have been watching for quite some time, there is a new form of 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 podcasts and that is called video podcasts and you might be saying hey that's that's not new that's been out for quite some time and you would be right but I have not done it yet so this is my first attempt doing that and if you are listening um, on Apple podcasts or you know castbox anything else that you are listening on um, you can watch my podcasts now on Spotify or I will be posting it on YouTube so you have those options you can watch it on Spotify. YouTube, or you could listen to it on the rest of my platforms, which is what I would rather do usually. I don't like usually watching people talk, but I I like listening to people talk, and maybe you're the opposite. So now we have a little bit of diversity going on here. Um, Anyway, so uh, the last couple of months have been crazy, and it's been hard for me to actually be able to consistently put out new episodes. But now that I have been able to settle down a little bit and I kind of have a new area for me to work in, um, I'm going to be doing it every week now. It's a weekly thing. So thank you for those of you that have been sticking around, even though it hasn't been um, all that consistent. So um, anyway, yeah, we're just going to jump right in. And for those of you that have been following along, last week was, well, actually, today in my time, but this will be posted a week from now. So last week, Monday, we talked about the five um, misconceptions of biblical sex, and that is a 45-minute episode. So probably the majority of you haven't been able to listen to all of that. So if I were you, I would actually put a pause on this video because this is, or this episode, because it's actually going to be a shorter one. So finish listening to that one, and then you can come back to this one. Um, so this is just gonna be a shorter video because a lot of people can't can't do 45 minutes all at once. So we are going to be in Luke today, Luke chapter 20. So if you want to turn over there, I I always would rather use my Bible, but since you know um, I try to keep my my mouth a little bit closer to the mic, so it's a little bit better audio. I'm going to be using my computer. So Luke chapter 20, and we're going to begin at the verse at the end of verse 16. And let me give you a little bit of uh, what's happened before. And what's happened before is Jesus is giving the parable of the husbandman. And if you don't know what that is, I don't really have time to go over it completely what it is. But um, it, it's it's a really interesting parable. I would encourage you to go look that look at that yourself. But anyway, so Jesus Jesus gives them this parable. And the people listening say, God forbid, and we'll see that at the end of verse 16. And he shall come to destroy these husbandmen and give the vineyards to others. And when he heard it, they said, God forbid. And he said unto them, What is this then that is written? That the stone which the builders rejected, the same is to become the head of the corner. Whosoever shall fall upon that stone shall be broken, but on whomsoever it shall fall, it will grind to powder. Let's pray real quick. Dear Jesus, I thank you for this day, God. I thank you for how wonderful you are to us, and I thank you for this opportunity that I yet again am able to bring your word 
to other people, God. And I just pray that you please um, help my voice, help my words to be exactly what you'd like it to be, and help these people understand the people that are watching, God, whether it be now or whether it be years in the future, help them understand the severity of this passage. I pray that you please help me to be able to tell them and help them understand clearly how important it is that they fall on you. And I think for everything you are and everything you do, in Jesus' precious name, I pray. Amen. Okay, so verse 16 starts off as Jesus is finishing off the the parable of the husbandman. And when they heard it, they, they didn't believe it. They said, God forbid, that's not, that's not going to happen. And he said, well, then what is this that is written? That the stone which the builders rejected, the same become the head of the corner. Okay, so let me let me try to get you into the mindset that they had back then. The mindset, the, the builders were the people of the faith. They were the people, the the you know, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, the scribes, all of them, they were people of the faith. And they didn't believe Jesus. They didn't believe in him. And he says, okay, so the builders are rejecting this stone. The builders look at this stone. They look at Jesus and they say, I don't want this. This is, this is not what we want. And, and he says, yeah, that same stone that you're rejecting, that same stone that you don't want to use, that same stone that you find useless, the same stone is become the head of the corner. You know, we hear oftentimes Jesus referred to as the cornerstone. That's because the cornerstone is so important to the building. The cornerstone is pretty foundational. If you get that cornerstone wrong, the entire building is off. The entire building is ruined. But Jesus says, hey, that the stone that you think you don't need, the stone that you, you reject, that stone is now going to be the cornerstone. That stone is is going to be more important than you ever can understand. And he's like, okay, so you don't believe me? Well, this is going to happen. It is. And he says, and whosoever shall fall upon that stone shall be broken. Okay, so there's two things that I want you to notice here. The first thing is that no matter what you believe, no matter whether you believe that Jesus is the Christ, whether you believe that Jesus did come to save the world, or whether you don't, because you have that option. You have every right to believe that. No matter what you believe, Jesus is the Savior. Jesus is the Savior. And that stone that you might not be accepting right now, he, he's, he's going to be made a cornerstone. And you have nothing to say. No matter what you believe, it doesn't matter. You can I can choose to believe that this book um, says God hates you. I can believe that. Then I have every right to believe it. But it doesn't change the fact. And you have every right to believe that, that Jesus didn't come to save you. You have every right to believe that, that Jesus wasn't real, that Jesus hates you. You have every right to believe that stuff. But the truth is, is that no matter what you believe, the truth stays true. And the truth is that this stone, Jesus, the one that you, you cast off because you think it's not important. He's not important in my life. He's going to be made a cornerstone, whether you like it or not. He's going to be, he's going to be so 
important whether you like it or not and whether you choose to make him important in your life right now or whether you choose to see how important he is when he comes back at the end of time. Again, you, you don't have to believe that, but you have to understand that no matter what you believe does not change the truth. And the second thing I want you to point that I wanted to point out is that to fall on Jesus, to to fully embrace the stone, you have to be broken. It says at the beginning of verse seven or eighteen, it says, "Upon whosoever shall fall upon the stone shall be broken." You can't fall upon Jesus if you're not broken. You can't. You can't believe in him. You can't. You can't fully accept his gift of salvation unless you realize that you're a broken person. You know, it's just like when Jesus came and he um, was doing the miracle of the feeding the 5,000 that we, we talk about. That's a very common thing. Before he gave out the bread, before he was able to use the bread, he had to break it. And before God can use you, he has to break you. He has to break down this idea that you're something. He has to break down this idea that you can do it on your own. He has to break down the idea that you don't need him. You have to be broken. And if you choose to fall upon Jesus, you have to be broken. It's that simple. Nobody, your pride, your arrogance, your whatever you believe that's true, whether it be true or not, whether whatever you believe does not matter, all of these things can hinder you from falling on Jesus and saying, God, I need you. God, I need you to save me because all of these things are the things that bring you up. All of these things are things that puff you up, that, that, that make you feel like you're something. But guess what? God says that if you fall upon him, you will be broken. God doesn't want a prideful person. God wants somebody who can be broken before him. And then at the end, the third thing I want to point out is that if you don't fall on Jesus, Jesus will fall on you. And that's a scarier thought. Okay, and it, it, I'll, I'll talk about it more as I continue reading. But in verse number 18, the ending of it, but on whomsoever it shall fall, it will grind him into powder. Now, I want to remind you that this is not some metaphorical thing. This is Jesus actually saying, these are the actual words of the living Savior, the actual words of the Son of God. Now, again, whether you believe that or not doesn't matter. These are the words of the Son of God. And he's saying, hey, if you choose to fall on me, you'll be broken. But if you wait and I have to fall on you, you will be grounded. You will be grinded into dust is what it says. Okay, so he gives you a choice, okay? The first choice is to fall on him, to realize that you can't live this life on your own. I'm going to get these out of here. This is kind of for decoration, but I don't really need them. Okay, so we give you two choices here. The first one is you fall on him. The first one is you realize that you are nothing and he is everything. That your sin has separated him from, or has separated you from God. It's not that God chose to separate from you, but you chose to separate from God because of your sin. You have to understand that. And you have to understand that the only way back to him is not by your works. It's not by your pride. It's not by your ignorance. It's not by any other way, any other means, but Jesus Christ. And yeah, that's a, that's a breaking fact. 
That's the fact that you, you have to realize that you're broken. And if you fall on Jesus, if you I'm gonna if you fall on Jesus, you'll be broken. But if Jesus falls on you, if you wait, if you don't if you don't get the severity that you have to get saved, if you don't if you don't wait, or if you wait and don't understand and don't and choose to not believe that Jesus Christ came down, died for you, came as a baby, grew up to be a man, lived a sinless life, blood died for you. Not only did he die for you, but he rose again so that you can live forever with him. If you don't believe that and you choose to not fall on him, he says, hey, I will fall on you. And that's a that's a worse thought. It's worse because first off, you're not living this life through the the hope that Jesus gives you when you're broken on him. Because when you're broken on Jesus, he builds you back up. To be broken, to be fleshly broken, is to be spiritually whole. And that's important. But if you choose to not believe that, you will always be fleshly broken. You will always be broken through this life. And not only will you be broken through this life, but when in the afterlife, which is very real, when Jesus judges you according to what you've done here on earth you chose not to fall on him on earth so he has to fall on you afterward not only would will you live a, a, a terrible life here on earth a terrible life because a life without jesus is no life at all not only will you live a terrible life here on earth but you will also live a terrible eternity because jesus fell on you because you chose not to fall on christ christ fell on you and you're broken you're ground to dust. You are nothing. You're going to spend an eternity in a very real place called hell that you will eternally be burned, eternally be tormented. Not because Jesus came and chose to do that to you, but because Jesus came to get you out of the mess you got yourself in and you chose not to believe on him and you chose not to fall on Jesus. That. That's the two choices. There's no in-between. There's no, okay, well, you know, let's say that I'm a Catholic. There's no, okay, yeah, I believe that it's through Jesus, but it's also through these works. No, no man can serve two masters. The Bible says you choose a blessing or a cursing. It's not, yeah, you know, there's this moderate in between that, you know, okay, here, over here's the blessings, over here's the cursings, and in between, yeah, you, you, you just kind of land. You're not really, you're not going to hell, you're not really going to heaven, but you know, you're just, you're just kind of living. No, that's not true. You either choose the blessing, you either choose to fall on Christ, you either choose to be broken here on earth and to be rebuilt and to be reimagined in the way that God wants you to be. You can fall on Jesus and be broken or have Jesus fall on you and be destroyed. Which one do you choose? Which one do you want? Because you can, you, you clearly, clearly have the way out. You clearly have the way to an eternal, to, to eternal happiness, to eternal joy. Not to say that you will never have any sorrows, but that you'll always have someone by your side. You have that. And will you choose to fall on it? Or will you choose, I don't know, I really like what I'm, I really like what I'm doing. I really like being able to do what I want to do and to not, to not worry about God. To not worry about this stuff. God says that you're going to be ground to dust. Because either you fall on Jesus or Jesus falls on you. 
Which one are you going to choose? I want you to get a hold of this. God made a way for you. God made a way. He made a way that you don't have to you don't have to be be trodden down. You don't have to be ground down by him because God made a way that you don't even have to pay the penalty of the things that you've done. God made a way that you, you, forget the world. For God so loved the world. Yeah, forget about that for one second. For God so loved you that he came down and he made a way so you don't have to die, so that you don't have to pay the punishment that you rightly deserve. But are you gonna are you gonna accept it? Are or are you gonna choose? No, I don't. I don't want that right now. I I like the way that I'm living. I like the way that I don't have to worry about this stuff. Listen, God is calling. He is, and he's what he's trying to call you to do is fall on him and be broken. Because if you don't do that, then he's gonna fall on you and you're gonna be destroyed. Don't do that. Take the way out. Take the way of salvation. That for God so loved the world. Again, forget the world. For God so loved you. That he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Will you choose to have that today? Will you choose to fall on Jesus? Or... Will you choose to let Jesus fall on you? Don't do that. Realize that God paid the way. And as we end off yet another episode, I want to remind you of John 3.16. For God so loved the world, that's you, that's me, you can put your name in there, that he gave his only begotten son. Don't forget that you are loved by God. Don't let anybody tell you that you are not worth it because you were worth enough that Jesus Christ bled and died on the cross for you. And don't forget, you can follow me on Instagram and DM me with any questions, comments, or concerns you might have on this episode, and I will gladly get back to you as soon as possible. So until next time, God bless.